Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman. Joining me in studio, Mr. Larry Morgan, as I promised on our last show. Glad to be joining you here on a very busy off-season week for the LA Galaxy and the rest of the league. Uh, we have a bunch to talk about, and we're excited that we get to do it. December 14th, uh, getting closer and closer and closer as we talk only 39 days now into the LA Galaxy return to preseason training, and uh, they, they seem to have at least added one player who we'll talk about. Uh, but other than that, they have, oh, 16 roster spots to fill and not that much time to fill it in. So uh, why don't we get to the show and all the fun things that we're going to be talking about tonight, and let's uh, welcome back to the studio a, a man who helped me paint the studio, by the way, Mr. Larry Morgan. Larry, how's it going, buddy? Good. It's always a pleasure being told to go to this corner of the galaxy. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Glad to have you as Although as I don't have my dunce hat on, thank goodness. <laughs> we, uh, we, we got the studio painted. It looks good. Yeah, eventually, it is. eventually, we're going to be live again, and people are going to get to see it. I'm sort of... I'm waiting. There's a reveal, I think, that it yeah. needs to happen. So, yeah. so we'll do it eventually. But um, a busy, busy, busy week, as we knew it was Surprisingly going to be. Surprisingly so. And it's about time, too. Yeah, I was going to say. So you get done with MLS Cup, and then basically all hell breaks loose, and that's where we're at right now. Already threw a waiver draft. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Not that there was a bunch to talk about. Uh, reentry draft, the stage one reentry draft, is, is incoming. You had the expansion draft that the LA Galaxy survived as well, with LAFC coming into... Uh, I, I would say this is always... The expansion draft is the official start of of a team in Major League Soccer. So LAFC has done that. And of course, the neighbors uh, next door making a lot of noise themselves. And so I'm, I'll sure I'll, I'm sure I'll have a comment or two about that as well. But um, what do you make of just league-wide, Larry, everything that's going on so far? It seems a little little frenetic. Yeah, you know, I mean, we talked about it before the show. With all these drafts they have, they have the super draft, they have the expansion draft, they have the re-entry draft, they have the supplemental draft, or... Are there any? Is there a draft for players that don't qualify for any of these drafts? <laughs> yeah, I know. It seems. I mean, it leaves your head spinning. It, it does leave your. head. I, I call it the NASL. That's that's what happens. Okay, okay? if you're not qualified. actually surprisingly or not surprisingly, MLS has a category for every player, Larry. So don't I know. worry about it. And players who aren't even in those categories, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it sort of breaks down like this in terms of when you look at it, and this is how I try to keep it separated, at least in my mind, is that it's all about experience and time in the league for the most part. So time in the league is the most important thing. So guys with less time in the league and younger players end up in the waiver draft, right? And that was the draft that happened on Wednesday. Uh, guys with a little more experience, a little bit more experience, but not a ton, not enough to get free agency, are in the reentry draft, right? In stage one and stage two. They're same players are available in both of those. And and then if you have the guys who have been around, I think, at least eight years in the league, right? And you have to be over a certain age as well. I think over 28 years of age as well. So eight years and 28. Then you can go into the free agency category, which was a big deal for the uh, players union whenever they got it. Did it without a work stoppage. One of the only major leagues, including all the major leagues in the United States, to have done it without a work stoppage. But still, it, it seems like it's a lot. Could you repeat that, please? No, I'm done. That's it. I, th I think I did a good job. As a matter of fact, that's the best explanation I've heard. <laughs> well, it, 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 it did it. Just like I said, it left my head spinning. You know, with all these drafts and all the player movement and such, and when you talk about the Galaxy, you have to wonder, are they cutting it a little bit close as far as filling up the roster? I mean, how many players do they have on the team now? Thir uh, 14. 14? 14 players. Maybe they're going to go in the league with 14 players. I don't know. I mean, well, and without a goalkeeper. And we're without gonna, a goalkeeper. Yeah, we're going to talk about Maybe they're going to play without a goalkeeper. Who knows? I mean, this is the thing that I would say, and I, I think I've preached a little but bit. But I just it. think they're cutting it close myself. <laughs> Although, now, or maybe now that MLS Cup is over, maybe the league said, hey, listen, as far as these player transactions and movement, wait till the championship game is over and then you can do what you want. Well, that is some of the, some of the after LA or, or before they even made it to the expansion draft, there was that four hour window, the four hour trade four window. Four hours? Well, that's what everybody says. You yeah. can't get done. Well, duh, they didn't do it in four hours, Larry. They had already talked to everybody on the phone. So this was a, just a chance for paperwork to transfer back and forth and get some stuff done. So, and that happened and it did and that's fine. And, you know, then you move on and you go to the expansion draft, which was done. And by the way, I, as I said, no LA Galaxy, either this, this says something to the fact that LAFC didn't think that they wanted to mess with Los Angeles or they had other players they wanted to get. Um, they didn't pick anything from the LA Galaxy or it says that the LA Galaxy have zero talent in, in order to be I think picked. it says yeah. both. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's, it partly says is both. I wasn't surprised either that no, that no players from the Galaxy were taken. Maybe one or two might have, might have had possibilities. 
maybe Jose Villarreal because you know I remember when Robbie Keane spoke highly was, of him. He was protected because he was a homegrown. Player, oh, that's so right. That's even, right. Yeah. Okay. That's no, right. I mean, it, whenever Never you look mind. at who was actually available, it, it shows it, you how much I know about all these player <laughs> these player categories. There were maybe. only two players in the expansion draft that were unprotected and not on the roster, and and were on the roster, and that was Michael Ciani, who Michael had $622,000 contract and an international spot, so nobody was going to pick him. Too, too high-priced, And yeah. Ari Lasseter, who takes up a supplemental roster spot, right, or a reserve roster spot, and if they would have drafted him, then they would have had to give him a senior roster spot, which you don't want to... Listen, I, I know lots of people are high on Ari, and you can be, but no team in their right mind is going to draft Ari Lassiter and give him a senior roster and give spot. her a senior roster yeah. spot right now. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, Although he is a good young player, he is. He is. And I like him. I and like the Galaxy him. have left them unprotected now in two consecutive expansion okay. drafts, and so I, I feel like they still had the the upper hand on that one. So, okay. um, you know, well done in terms of how they did it, and that's fine. And you know, they they escaped through it, and LAFC got its players and made some trades, and you know, they're off and running with uh with what they have. Um, I, I will tell you this as as we sort of talk about LAFC just a little bit because. You know, I warned listeners, Larry, a long time ago to be to be cautious of what was going to happen in this particular year. That LAFC has one a ton of money. Uh, two, and a, how many uh, how many business partners do they have? Like about sixty? <laughs> yeah, thirty two, thirty four. I don't know. Like yeah, it's, a it's lot. unbelievable. So, it's just like I said, a ton of money. Yeah. So 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 they have, but they have like league money too. So they have a ton of league money to go out and buy the people that they want, and they get to trade it, and they get to use it, and all that fun stuff. And they have a ton of roster spots open, so they get to sign three designated players and make all of those announcements relatively in a short period of time. And they get to sign, you know, substantive players. They did Walker Zimmerman. So I mean, there's going going to be it's a shiny object right now there's going to be fanfare around it just let it sure. happen but if i was here if you're a galaxy fan and you're panicking because you're like oh the galaxy aren't doing anything well the galaxy also started with 13 players on their roster and three designated players the amount of signings that are going to happen from the galaxy side of thing is going to be less and they're going to be less substantial uh, or less substantial than the ones lafc are going to make right now you know speaking about about lafc we talk about it also you know it's good that they're sending all these young prospects, these young, promising players, mm-hmm. you know, Vela and Rossi, two very, very good players, apparently. But we talked about it. Let's see what the supporting cast is going to be like. It's it's the supporting cast that's going to make that team. Yeah, and, and quite honestly, for the Galaxy as well, Larry, that's yes. that's the same thing. Yes. It's going to be the supporting cast. Yes. And or they might, or just like we said, they might go into the league with 14 players. <laughs> yeah, both 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 LA teams are going to go into the, that's right, with, the 14, with, 14 yeah, with 14 players. players yeah, that's why I'm just saying don't pay. That's cutting costs. Yes. <laughs> the, the guys who wanted to cut costs last year, that's how you cut costs. No, exactly, and that, and that's that's how you do it. Um, but no, I say I say don't panic. And and if you're a Galaxy fan, stop paying attention to what's going on over there. It doesn't matter. And you're going to have media members who come out and just spout off ridiculous statements as if as if the LA Galaxy don't exist the media anymore. Ridiculous yeah, statements. Come on, come I'm, on. I'm one of those people who spouts off ridiculous <laughs> statements on a regular. You got people listen to the show. They know that already sure um but anyway so so that's what i would say i would say pump your brakes relax a little bit take a deep breath the galaxy are going to have everybody keeps waiting and you even said are they cutting it too close they, we're not even through all the drafts yet here larry so so calm down a little bit that's the same okay. thing because, i'll hold my breath because okay. here's the thing siggy schmidt is going to go into camp january 22nd my guess with 26 roster spots probably filled or he's going to go into camp with 22 or 23 roster spots filled and have about 15 guys who are in camp competing for the rest of that depth. So he, by the time this is all over, they're going to have 28 to 30 roster spots okay. filled. So I, I, it just, it doesn't bother me. And if you saw how many people they shelved, which they did, they got rid of a whole bunch of people and you see how many spots they still have to fill 16. If they're going to have 30, um, they, there's still a lot of work to be left, but there's free agency that we were talking about. There's re-entry drafts, both stage one and stage two. You have the MLS Super Draft as well that the LA Galaxy have the second pick in. Are there any drafts we don't know about? No, that's it. That's, that's a, it. I don't okay. think I don't think we've talked about all of them. But anyway, let's get there to probably the, are drafts we don't know about. Let's let's get to the uh, we already talked about the expansion draft that we that the LA Galaxy didn't have any problems with. So move on and and as we go, you make it to the waiver draft. Two players out of 23 teams in the league were selected. That's it. Two players. Each team got to go, got to pick. Which says a lot about the about the about the kind of talent that this was in the waiver draft, there. right? Yeah. yeah, and there were probably waiver means yeah waivers waiver like waiver wire yes. in, in baseball and yes. all this stuff. Yeah, you understand it. It's a it's a draft that is mostly younger talent, 
And for the most part, it's going to be guys who got their options let go um, in that process. And so you're going to sort of be up in the air and sort of shrugging. Are these guys any good? And some of the guys are injured and all this other stuff. So two players. One of those players, however, was picked, was a former LA Galaxy player. Now, uh, Clement Diop is headed off to Montreal. I'm sure he's excited about that, Larry, because they speak French up there. That's right. That's right. Oui, oui. Yes, absolutely. Oui, oui, monsieur. So uh, Clement Diop goes up and was selected in the, in the waiver draft. He goes to Montreal. The LA Galaxy don't get anything for that because they already declined his option and put him out there. So... Um, he definitely had some athletic ability, but he was so hit and miss. I mean, we saw him last year for for every performance that you sat there, we're going, wow, that's very impressive. He'd make some kind of a play where you just shake your head and, you know, sacre bleu. You know, just, <laughs> I mean, it was – but but he definitely has some athletic ability. But right. can he channel it properly? Bilingual Larry over here. That's right. Today. Well, I took one year of French in high school, <laughs> and there are certain words I, rem- I re- remember, but not that many. Um, in no, my high school, I'm not going to say when it was. It was a long time ago. I spoke to somebody uh, within the organization about Clement Diop last year at one point, and they said, no doubt, he is the most talented goalkeeper we have, right? And and you, you yes. look at it, he, he definitely has all the abilities to be a great goalkeeper. Yes, he does. Uh, it just didn't prove out that way. And no. I don't think Siggy no. Schmidt or Kurt Schmidt rated him at all. No. Um, just like I don't think they rated uh, Brian Rowe, and I don't think they rated John Kempen. No. So, I mean, and and that's where that's where we go, because there were trades that happened as well. And if those are the three goalies that you have in your team, you're hurt. Well, Larry, you you're hurting. Well, 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 then the LA <laughs> Galaxy. All three are nice guys, right? But you're hurting. Well, well, then the LA Galaxy do not have any issues because none of those three guys are on the roster they have right no now. No goalies right now, ladies and gentlemen. No. If you have any goalkeeping background? <laughs> so, talk to Siggy Schmidt. Call him on the phone and volunteer your services. I was going to say they need somebody. Submit your resume to Corner of the Galaxy, and we'll we'll make sure it gets to the right people. That's all right. right. Um, yeah, there are no goalkeepers. John Kempen was traded uh, to the Columbus Crew. The eternal optimist. He, I, he was a fun guy to talk he to, was, wasn't he? He was. Um, Kept talking playoffs when everybody knew the playoffs were 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 gone. <laughs> I mean, gone weeks and weeks and weeks prior. But you got to give him credit. He tried to keep the stiff upper lip, the eternal optimist, and just. But but you're right. I mean, a good guy. We liked him. Nice guy. Good interview. Had some talent. But John, face the facts, this team stunk. <laughs> yeah, no, they they were bad. I, you know, he even acknowledged that we sort of give him gave him a little shtick yeah, on it. Yeah, right. Now, at one point, but he took a good, good nature. No, no, he said he said I know you guys make fun of me for saying that. You know, if yeah. we just do this, he goes. But would you? And I'll, I'll paraphrase. He, he's like, but would you want a player who didn't think like that? And he's right. It's true. You don't want a player that doesn't that thinks that they're out of it whenever or when they're already out of it. You want a player who's going to fight till the very last game. John Kempen with nine games left. We just win all nine of these games. We are in John Kempen with eight games left. If we live win all eight of these games and some. Things break our way, you know? And if you saw their schedule, you know, there was no way in hell it was going to happen. <laughs> no, no, that was it. Yeah, there's no way. Um, so anyway, so yeah, John Kempen gets traded to uh, Columbus uh, for... An, or Austin. Or Austin, either one. Be nice to those Columbus people. I, true, they, true. It's, it's a, I'm from Ohio, so yeah, I do have kind of a soft spot for Columbus and Ohio State. The Ohio State U- University. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's. It, yeah, I, I hope the team stays. I really do. I hope the team stays. I don't yeah. think it is. Um, I don't have high hopes for that. It's too bad. So so we'll again. That's that's another thing but that's going to play we, out. But I, but if I were John Kempen, I would make, I would make two travel arrangements: one to Columbus and one to Austin, Texas. Yeah, just to be in the state. Just, just be, well, they're going to be here for next year, Larry. So John Kempen can be in Columbus for this okay. year, and then it may be after that that, okay. that, that everything decides okay. to move. So anyway, John Kempen gets traded for a 2018 fourth round draft pick. All right, now let me let me talk real Are quick. Are there four rounds in the draft? <laughs> there didn't used to be, Larry. All right, let's just go <laughs> okay. over that. All right, at one point in the MLS Super Draft, it was rounds one and rounds two. And then there was something called the supplemental draft, right? Which was basically a continuation of the MLS Super Draft, but with rounds three and four, okay? So that's all it was. So, But then eventually somebody said, well, that's stupid. We'll just call all four rounds the Super Draft and call it a day. So that's the what you get, the fourth round draft pick, right? Of And in basically the very last thing. And by the way, I don't know that the Galaxy have picked below a third round draft pick since Bruce Arena took over. Because for the most part, he'd pick first round, second round, maybe, and then just pass and on the rest of them. Yeah. 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 And and sometimes he passed on the second round, too, whenever yeah. he didn't think there was yeah. something there. So um, we'll see how Siggy Schmidt attacks this a little bit differently. Well, like I said, all these drafts, I mean, they leave your head spinning. They really do. 
They really do. Yeah, it'll be, uh, again, that's, that's I'm fun. I'm telling so- you, and there is a draft we don't know about, which the MLS <laughs> conducts secretly. There is a draft, I'm telling you. There's got to be. There's a, she's, there's a secret handshake. It's like it's like the movie Skulls all over again, all right? That's, Double that's secret it's... probation or whatever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anybody who loves Skulls. By the way, Skulls used to be one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you, have you ever seen it? Uh, I've seen parts of it. Who That was Joshua Jackson, Jackson and Leslie Bibb in it, all right? Just there you go. <laughs> Great names, great I, household names. I was in love with Leslie Where Bibb are they whenever now? I was growing up. That was, that's how I remember all these things. All right. Uh, but anyway, so that was the first trade. And then the second trade that just came through just before we uh, started recording this podcast, Jack McBean. Oh, yes. All of you are making fun of me about Jack McBean. Jack McBean was traded to the Colorado Rapids for a 2019, not this year, next year, 2019 fourth round conditional draft pick. I'm, See, I I'm telling you, there is another draft. I'm telling you. There's a conditional draft somewhere. Conditional draft, I, yeah. yeah. I, have, I have no idea what that means. But anyway. Um, I think a change of scenery is going to do him good. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to his career with the Galaxy, but I think a change of scenery is the best thing for him. I will tell you. Let's go over Jack Give McBean. Give him a chance. Let's go over Jack McBean just a little bit, because why not? Yeah, everybody sure. knows I already. He's one of my favorite players. and We remember when he was a 16-year-old just signed and, you know, a tall, skinny kid and... Wow. I mean, everybody thought the sky was the limit for him, and he scored in his first ever game with the Galaxy against Houston, and what happened? I don't know. No, he just it, never got that much. He just never got a fair chance. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, we were talking about, you were saying, hey, when was his best year with the LA Galaxy? And, and it was this year. It was in 2017 in terms of the senior team. Although, if you go back to 2013, whenever he broke his collarbone against RSL, that was right whenever he was really starting yes. to break through yes. for the LA Galaxy. Yes. Um, so I, I think that sort of looks back. If you go back 2013, he had 15 games played, seven games started, 554 minutes, uh, and he had one goal and two assists that year. I never knew he he started that many games. It was it was kind of crazy, right? Yeah. And then 2017, 18 games played, eight games started, 715 minutes, two goals, both of them in that Colorado game, uh, and an assist as well uh, this year. And this is coming from a guy in 2016 who would have broken scoring records in the USL if uh, if if the Galaxy wouldn't have shifted him off to Coventry City, it, basically with about. Uh, a quarter or a third of the season remaining in USL. Uh, they took the leading USL scorer and they shipped him over to a place that then went through three managers in less than six months. And they shipped him over under mysterious circumstances. Nobody's, nobody still knows why. Yeah, it was. Nobody it, knows why. It was interesting to say the least. I think I've detailed yeah. the story that it seems yeah. like that it, it was a move that was made for no apparent reason. Yeah. So, um, so that gets moved over. By the way, I think he finished third in USL Golden Boot Race and he didn't play the last third of the season. Pretty so, impressive. So and and so you have to ask yourselves a little bit. By the way, uh, so many people who's, who are coming at me and telling me how bad Jack McBean was this year. Um, so if Jack McBean was so bad, he had two goals from the run of play. We talk about that Colorado game. Uh, he had one assist. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos had three goals from the run of play, run of play in 2017. So t- how bad Way to go, was, Gio. Way to go. So 5.5 million versus like, you know, 68,000 or something like that. Certainly got your money's worth there. That's for sure. That's, well, I mean, and that's yeah, the sort it really of thing. Is, it really is eye-opening. It really is. Somebody said... And and his salary is sixty five thousand according to the MLS Players wow. Union uh, versus five point five million with Giovanni Dos Santos. Somebody said, "Hey, you know, you you people tend to think that it was just really poor strikers for the whole season." And he goes, "But you have to blame some of the guys who are around them too." And I agree with that. But it was poor striking as well. But it was also the Galaxy were missing something. They were missing that on out all out striker. They Jack, were. Ma- Jack McBean tried to be that guy and tried to be the holdup. So I don't like, think he is that guy. Gio, Not yet, anyway. Gio never played up with him. If you even look in the Colorado game, the reason that Jack was so successful, Jose Villarreal was in that particular game as well and was able to feed him uh, balls into the 18-yard box where he where he was dangerous, and he had he had a partner there with that. And Giovanni Dos Santos doesn't seem to be anybody's partner. So no. it's just it's unfortunate. I'll tell you right now that I think that Jack is is more than a little excited. He's already tweeted out that he's ready to go and play for Colorado, and he's he's looking for that. Good so, for him. So I think for him. again, you said it, change in scenery. It's kind of the same thing about Jossie's artist. And I still think he's going to be traded before the season starts. Yeah. And a change of scenery might do him good, too. That's that's what everybody sort of thinks. Yeah. And know. I think at this point, he still has some trade value. But if he has another year like last year, his trade value will be almost non-existent. But I think he still has some value. Yeah, people were saying, hey, could we trade uh, Giassi's artist straight up for Ola Kamara? I'm like, no. 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 You're going to have to throw a lot of cash if in there with that. there was a good goalkeeper out there, yes. Yeah, Maybe. 
Yes. Maybe maybe you could do something. Um, that's and that that's. I mean, so, they do need a goalie, right? There's <laughs> nobody there. Yeah, we're gonna that net is wide open. Well, we'll go to that. I mean, we go to the reentry draft now. We are in the and I, I need to rephrase some things because I think maybe I gave some false hope about. I said that for sure. I thought the Galaxy were going to pick somebody in the waiver draft. Once I saw the talent that was there, I was like, nah, they're probably not going to pick anybody. Um, because I thought that they would be active in all three of these drafts, including like the waiver draft and then the two stages of the reentry draft. I still think that they will be a little bit more aggressive in this re-entry draft, the first stage. Now, granted, usually nobody gets picked in the re- first stage of the re-entry draft, and there's a reason for that. If you pick anybody in the first stage of the re-entry draft, you have to take them at their contract option price. So whatever they were going to get paid in 2018, according to their contract, and most of those were contract declines, right? Options declines. So, they're, they're, so whatever that option was, you have to pay. So usually there's an increase in pay for most of these guys whenever you look at what it is from year to year. It's not a lot, but it can step up, you know, a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there. So a lot of cases you're going to be paying more for these guys than you would, um, you know, generally. And so you have to take them at that. There's no negotiating. You say, we want this person and we're going to take them at the contract. Do you know who the LA Galaxy picked in the first stage of a reentry draft once? Juan Pablo Angel. First stage decided to pay uh, his salary. I, don't- I, I, I remember when that happened and I was told that the rest of the league groaned because of Pablo Angel's background with New York, but for some reason, he never panned out. He never panned out, yeah. and then he eventually got shipped across the hall to yeah. Chivas USA. That's right. Right? And, That's uh, right. And, and by the way, Juan Pablo... And now he's with LAFC uh, in the front office. Yeah, uh, he's, he's making sure that their South American network is, is working and, and well, and he's such a legend down there, you could sort of understand that. Now, you seem to know all this stuff about these drafts, about the re-entry draft. What's the difference between stage one and stage two? So, you, okay, yeah. can you explain stage one now, yeah. now, now, now about stage two? Stage two is you're able to pick up the player, but you can then negotiate with them. Ah. Okay, so that's why stage two is more appealing to people. So you Probably have, more active in stage two, then. Here's the thing, that the Galaxy have the first pick in both of these drafts, right? They had it in the waiver draft, they have it in the first stage and the second stage of the re-entry draft you can basically plot out who you're going to get because you know everybody who's going to be available. So you can be like, cool, who's the most valuable person on this? Now, you can do one of two things. You can pick somebody you need, like a goalkeeper. Um, Alstead is available from Vancouver Whitecaps. I would take him in a heartbeat. Right, and and so that's maybe something that you, you look at. Um, in stage two. <laughs> well, is he going to be around in stage two? Is somebody else going to grab him? True. That's, True. And that's what, where and, it goes. And what, does he, what did he make last year? Uh, he made $379,000. So it's a pretty good deal. I think to, somebody might take him. You have to imagine his salary is at least equal to that yeah. for 2018, yeah. maybe even a little bit more. Now, now somebody's pointed out rightly on Twitter, they said the LA Galaxy always seem to have a problem paying goalkeepers. But at the same time, with the amount of money they have and with the flexibility, and that's Siggy Schmidt has said that he's made this roster that way right now, the way it is so he can be flexible. They have a ton of money. They have a ton of money. So if you're doing it, that's, a, that's solely a cap hit guy. You're not, I, you may be able to use general allocation to pay it down a little bit, but for the most part, you're not going to use targeted allocation money. So that, that general allocation money, you can maybe soften the cap hit a little bit, but at the end of the day, you just take all your general allocation money and you just put all of it towards players just to pay down everything. So that way you're cap compliant. That's really how the general allocation money works in most, most cases. So, you know, you could go after somebody like, like Ousted. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, me too. You know, there's, there's, there's other players that could possibly, um, be available, as well, um, I'm trying to just go over the list as I'm as I'm even looking at some of these guys. Uh, I'll tell you who's available for the LA Galaxy, by the way. Um, the LA Galaxy, you have Jermaine Jones is available. Rafa Garcia don't think is available. Be taking Jermaine Jones. Well, one, you don't pick your own players in the draft. No. That, that would that would sort of negate the whole process, especially not in the first round yeah. of the reentry draft. Now, then, yeah. so so one of the things that happens is you have a Friday reentry draft stage one, and then I believe you have a Friday re-entry draft stage two. So there's a whole week in between. Is there a stage three? There is not. Okay. But you can negotiate with the players who you made available in stage one. Between stage one and stage two, you can negotiate and pull those guys back from stage two. So any of these guys who are in this case, I mean, even Jermaine Jones, maybe he thinks somebody's going to pick up a $722,000 contract. Won't happen. So then it doesn't happen, and now he knows that he's in a spot. So do the Galaxy go out there and say, okay, cool, now that you know that you're not going to, and if anybody picks you up in stage two, by the way, they're going to negotiate so do you want to negotiate now? How about we give you $175,000? Just throw it in there, take it. Right? I, I would take it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Take it. I'm in. But I don't know if Jermaine is in. No. But anyway, so so uh, let's see. Rafa Garcia, Jermaine Jones, Jack McInerney, Raul Mendiola, and Jose Villarreal are the players who... I think Jose Villarreal could be one of the guys I who gets so picked too. up. Maybe not of, in the first of, round. Of that group, I certainly think he has. he's the most uh, promising one. 
it's surprising to me that the Galaxy haven't made a trade for him yet, quite honestly, because I think there's lots of teams. I'm not very high on Jose Villarreal. I never have been, but... He had his moments, though. He had his moments, and he, he, he does produce, and I think there's a perceived value in him. And so I would be surprised if the Galaxy let this happen, go all the way through. And maybe he doesn't get picked in Stage 1 again. Maybe he's a Stage 2 guy. But I think that the Galaxy will pick somebody in Stage 1. I don't know who it is. Again, I, I threw out the uh, the the um, goalkeeper pick there in, in, in Pat Alstead from uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Or, excuse me, David Alstead. I always say Pat Alstead. It's David Alstead. Mr. Alstead. Yeah, Mr. Alstead, sir. Um, David Alstead um, from Whitecaps. You know, I thought it was Pat Austin too. <laughs> yeah, we were both sitting here saying Pat the whole time. Um, but but with him, that that could be a good you know pickup. There's other ones in here. I just you know, Giles, who are some of the other goalies available? Uh, see, they don't they don't list them by uh, by uh, by category. So I would have okay. to really pick through them in order to figure it out. Um, now Nick Romando is on there, right? No, but, he's a free agent. Okay, and he'll probably more than likely re-sign with RSL again. That's what we're thinking right now. That's at least the the league-wide thinking is okay. that that will happen. I don't know if it has happened. I haven't seen it, so um, okay. you know that was one thing. Uh, Giles Barnes is maybe available from Orlando City if you wanted to go that way. Um, Dylan Powers is available from Orlando City. Marisa Du is available from the Philadelphia Union. I don't think the Galaxy need another midfielder, no. so I think I think we're going to pass there. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Eh. Victor Bernardes is available from the San Jose Earthquakes. That would be Ooh. a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. It would. Um, it would. Yeah. So anyway, those are the types of things. I do think that there is some value here. I'm not sure if the Galaxy are going to find value in stage one or if they're going to find that value in stage two, but I would expect that... If I were to guess, I think they'd find the value in stage two. If I were to I guess. I still think that they might find somebody in stage one. I mean, it's... it's oh, again, it wouldn't surprise me either, but I think they'd find more value in stage two. It, there is. And yeah. I, I it, here's, here's my thinking, at least right now. The Galaxy may take and I one... I still think there's a stage three, but they won't say. Yeah, they won't say. Uh, I think the Galaxy may pick one player in stage one coming up on Friday. Uh, this podcast will come out on Thursday at night. It'll be Friday, so it may have already happened. So you can go to Corner of the Galaxy and we'll try to fill you in on it, tell you what happened. But I think that they could pick one for stage one. These are predictions known to be wrong already. Um, I think that they could pick one in stage one, maybe, and I think they get at least two in stage two because there's a lot of roster spots to show. Sure. You have to figure that that's is. And then you go into the free agency market and guys like AJ De La Garza and Sean Franklin, um, I believe is a, is a, uh, a, a free agent. And then Marcel Sarvas Juninho is, they didn't renew his loan in Chicago. So he's back with, uh, with the Jolos of uh, Tijuana. Um, so, but he is maybe an option if you really wanted to. But again, I talk about a, a couple of those guys, right? And so, yeah, and, and speaking of, uh, yeah. of AJ, um, I know that there will be a lot of people have a soft spot for him, and understandably so, especially after what he and his wife went through losing their newborn son. Um, I think a lot of people, understandably, would be calling for him to return to the team, but my question or my main issue with him now is he's coming off a serious knee injury, and you have to wonder about his health. You really do. Yeah. I, he, and he's not... He's not He's he, not a spring chicken anymore? No, he isn't. He isn't. That's it's. But a lot of people, I think have just like I said a soft spot for him and I get that yeah I get that 100% it's, yes. a, it's a sentimental play yes. I know why you know this show has a unique relationship with AJ Delagars or at least I consider it unique but if I had to choose it'd be Sean Franklin if I had to choose yeah I mean maybe Sean Franklin comes in you need a right back still everybody yes, so so the galaxy said they need a right back they need a center back they need a goalkeeper and, and they need a striker. Those were the four. Those are four pretty important positions. Now we know they got a center back who we're going to talk about here in a second back, but you, you still have to talk. You need a you need a right back, you need a goalkeeper. You could get both of those in these re-entry drafts in terms of starting caliber. Could you do something with Sean Franklin? Yes, maybe. He's not the Franklin he used to be, no. but still he's better than anybody they had at that position last year. Well, yeah, because there was nobody at that position <laughs> last nobody, year. For, I mean, for most Bradley of the year. Diallo, Nathan Smith, yep. I mean Come on. Rafa Garcia to Rafa start the Garcia, season. Yeah. Yep. And then Pele Von Anholt, who yep. was the answer. And Giassi's artist. And then he got hurt. Yeah. Yes. Um, and by the way, Pele Von Anholt was in the waiver draft and was passed on. Nobody picked him up. Mm. Um, and I do not expect anybody to pick him up. No. They'll wait to see if he's healthy. Serious in the injury. Yeah. And the Galaxy might wait to see if he's in, if he's healthy whenever it comes back. So you don't know. But here's why AJ Delgarza doesn't make any sense. He's not going to be ready for the beginning of the season, Larry. True. And we already know that Siggy Schmidt is adamant about having everybody there ready on January 22nd. All right, um, and and that's a big part to all this. That's why I think that if you're worried about how many players they're getting and how many players they have and how many players, they, don't panic because there's going to be there's a, there's 
there's 39 days between now and then, and that doesn't seem like a long time, but that's plenty of time to get players in and to start signing and, and doing those things. So, uh, again, LAFC is going to rapid fire their signings off, and they're going to do all these things, and there's even rumors of their third designated player could possibly be signing soon, too. So so it makes no sense to to go into the panic room here or anything? or No, no, no. Okay. No panic room here. And, no and this room. is why okay. you don't bring AJ back, is because you, he's not going to be ready for January 22nd. Um, and that's why you didn't, re-up Pele Von Anholt's contract because he's injured and not going to be ready for the start of the season. And that's why maybe Sean Franklin might get the uh, might be favored as far as returning. Maybe. 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 I'm just speculating, you know. I don't think... X-Galaxy, players liked him, fans liked him. And, he's, he's a possibility. And, and he can play there. And he can play. Yeah. It, it, maybe not the, the, the youngest, mo- quickest guy anymore. Yeah. But, you know, he can still play. Former uh, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, so that's where we get with all these re-entry drafts. So again, the re-entry draft, the stage one is on Friday, December 15th at one, at 12 p.m. I was going to say 1 p.m. Is that Pacific time or Eastern time? Pacific, Pacific time. time. I always okay. get bent Pacific time as okay. much as I can good, here on good. the podcast because uh, nobody from the East Coast cares about this. Actually, th- we do have some East Coast Galaxy fans that listen. Okay. So that's, uh, so they can Thanks do the, for listening, East Coast. They can do the conversion themselves. All right. We always have to convert it from East Coast. They can do it this one that's time. Right. All right. And go the other way. Uh, we haven't talked about the LA Galaxy's newest signing uh, news I was able to break there for both Corner of the Galaxy uh, and the LA Times. The big challenge with him is. How the hell do you pronounce his name? His last name. Your- we, we know it's Jorgen. Yeah. Okay. So we got <laughs> we got Jorgen, which Larry, you you have told me that is uh, Norwegian for George. George. Okay. So we got George. All right. Okay. Uh, it is Norwegian, right? That's what they speak Norwegian. there. Norwegian. It is Nor. Like, sometimes you get in trouble with that, right? Because I guess. you know, not. <laughs> I get in trouble for it all the time. Yeah. Because in Brazil, they don't speak Brazilian. They speak no, Portuguese. Portuguese. All right. So I, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm there. Well, it's a lot like Spanish. So. So so we it's George. So we got Jorgen. And then his last name, and I, I was going over LA Galaxy PR staff today to try to figure it out. We were texting each other pronunciations back and forth, trying to get it. And and I was uh, I was told by this person to just say it in a Norwegian accent, right? And so um, so we're gonna go with Jorgen. Jorgen, Shielvik. 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 All right. I'm it, gonna call him George when I see him at training. Yeah, game. yeah. She. It's so basically this is how I was I was said is she. Elvik, and then okay. you say it with Norwegian accent, so it's Shielvik. 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 What is that? The Swedish chef over there? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he played. He did play in Sweden at some point, yeah. so there is a connection there. But he's the Swedish Norwegian chef, so yeah. we're gonna have to call him the, the Mister Chef, I guess. It uh, sounds like, but reading his stats and uh, his highlights and everything, it sounds like Gal- the Galaxy may have. May have a real find here. He's 26 years old. Yeah, 26 years center old. Center back, which they need. Center uh, back can play left back, can, can play, play left, left mid. Back. Yeah. Uh, from what Siggy Schmidt was saying today, a guy who maybe is a little more finessive on the ball, he, we've seen him hit free kicks. That was sort of one of his things, so he can put in the set piece. If he can work out like like Roman Alessandrini, which very few people knew about last year when they brought him onto the team, they might have struck gold with this guy. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's very so he, he made 163 appearances with uh, uh, Rosenborg. Um, by the way, it's Rosenborg BK, right? BK. And that stands for Ball Club. Thank you very. That's wonderful. That's that's ball one, club. Ball club. Exactly. So and that's what it stands for. And I was okay. like, I was like, awesome. That's easy to remember. I can do that. Um, club with a K, which makes a hundred percent, which it works. And I that makes sense to me. So anyway, so Rosenberg, uh, you know, one of the biggest teams in in the Norwegian league, by the way. And they he has played in some uh, Europa League uh, games as well. I think twelve Europa League games. So he's not a guy who doesn't have experience. He's Norwegian internationally. In fact, he suited up for uh, Norway. Uh, I think less than a month ago. Whenever you look I at his, you're right. yeah. So so and Norway missed out on the World Cup, so you don't have to worry about him going to uh, Russia and leaving the team, which is a good thing. But you still have a guy who maybe isn't—he's not an all-the-time Norwegian international, but he's a guy who they'd call into camp and sit on the bench sometimes. So, um, you know, left-footed player, predominantly yeah. left-footed. He's quick. Yeah. He, I like the age. Some, Twenty-six. I like the age. Somebody said, you know, maybe a little bit Van Dam esque, but I don't think it's physical. He's, so I don't think he's bald either. And he's not bald. He's not bald. Somebody, somebody said that he's a good-looking man. I, I will, I will tip my hat to that and say I think he is too. So, um, <laughs> so the LA Galaxy always get attractive players anyway, so it oh doesn't really matter. I know. No, they've uh, had some uglies. They've had some uglies <laughs> over the years. Do we have to make a list of the no, ugliest? No, 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 no. okay, we're, we're had good. Some uglies. But anyway, you know, lots of people ask where he's going to play. I think Siggy Schmidt called him a center back today. I, I okay. think that's sort of what you can say. So you can look at him pairing with Michael Ciani. Michael Ciani, sure. If Ciani stays healthy. <laughs> the thing the thing which which we've talked about this, about the Galaxy and getting Ciani last year, is we all know 
And Schmidt admitted to such after one of the games early on in Siani's career that he played too soon. But he had to because of all the injuries on defense in that back line. I want to see what Siani is like with a full training camp under his belt, a full preseason under his belt, and let's really see what he can do. He, he gave us some, some glimpses, some flashes, but let's see him fully settled into his new surroundings. He's going to have to get, <laughs> get used to all these new players he's, he's going to be with. Let's see what he can show then. But, again, let's get a full preseason training camp under his belt to yeah. get a real good read of him. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Galaxy are stuck with him then through this next year. I mean, that's sort of the, the play that was made. I don't know if that play was made before Siggy came in. It, it feels like it was a little bit. Um, I'm not sure that everybody's really excited about having Michael Ciani. And I would agree that, you know, from what we saw, it was hit and miss. It was. He played too early. We knew that. He wasn't, he hadn't been playing, I think, since Ju- uh, May. May, he hadn't been playing since May. So whenever you saw him come into the games in, you know, what was it, October and, and stuff like that, he was Something. he was not ready to come no, in. No, um, but and, he had to play because the guy, he didn't have anybody else. No, that was it. That was it. So he he had to play. But so that's what you get. So, but I, I think um, uh, Shelvek. We're gonna try. I'm just gonna keep saying George. It over, call him George. George. I just think Jorgen uh, is gonna be a good. Actually, we're gonna need a nickname for him. I've already put forth the Swedish Norwegian chef. So or, or, uh, for for your <laughs> consideration. So I would like you to just do a little bit better. Let us know on Twitter at Galaxy Podcast or Corner of the Galaxy at gmail.com. But uh, I think Jorgen could be a really really good. Um, acquisition. Now, I will tell you this. There was an announcement today. The official announcement came out. Uh, in my article, both on Corner of the Galaxy and in the LA Times, I said that estimates could put a salary at upwards of $900,000, which I wasn't balking at. One, 26 years old. Um, and two, he was... Uh, he he with the amount of tam the la galaxy got and with all the influx of tam which we've covered on this podcast uh, before and so if you haven't seen it i think there's a podcast dedicated to the tam um you can go back and, and tam listen sounds to it. like spam to me i'm telling you well well we have the uh discretionary tam the dtam now again right? how many versions of tam are there i mean geez. there there are two regular tam which is about 1.2 million regular tam <laughs> discretionary tam <laughs> Two point eight million dollars. So one point two and two point eight. Okay. That's where you. That's saw, a lot of money. Three million dollars. Uh, four million dollars. Four million dollars wow. of of money in targeted allocation money that you can use. So with that amount of TAM, you would say at nine hundred thousand dollars, I'm cool because even at the two point eight with the discretionary TAM, you can buy three three organs for in that in that, which is a lot. Organs. Yes, yes, yes. So that's so that's what you get. Now here is the thing. And it's a thing we, we need to investigate further, but I'll tell you. The initial press release, and I asked for clarification, and I received, I think, a, a good answer, so I'll share it with you. The initial press release says that Jorgen did not sign a targeted allocation money contract. Interesting. And if he is not a targeted allocation money contract, that means that under 2018 rules, where the max budget charge is, as I scroll through my paper because I wrote it down, $504,375 is the max budget charge. We'll just call it 500000 right now. That means that his salary is under $500,000. Or, and here's the other thing, or his salary is over $500,000, and the Galaxy are using general allocation money to pay it down. I don't think there's a requirement to say that you use general allocation money to pay it down. There is a requirement within the league to use the targeted allocation money. If you use it, you have to say you used it. If I'm not saying anything, that's because I really don't understand all this difference between these TAMs. The jam, TAM, spam, jam, jam, ram. TAM, and DTAM. All right, <laughs> that's that's what we got. Um, so that's where we sit right now. So Jorgen's contract could be under the five hundred thousand dollar max budget, or it could be that he makes the nine hundred thousand dollars and they use four hundred thousand dollars of general allocation money to pay it down. They have that money. They could have done it but I don't think there's a requirement to announce it, so they could have just done it, and that wasn't a thing. So maybe I need to ask a better question next time and try to get a better answer, which, by the way, they have no right. They don't have to tell me. There's there's a lot of questions that I ask that I get an response back. You don't know back everything. With. No, I, and I don't. No. But there's but you a lot know of, a lot, but you don't know everything. But there's we a lot of questions everything. I ask, Larry, to the club in which they're like, yeah, we're never going to release that information. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to, but I was just, I just wanted to I had see. to ask. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. So, um... Anyway, that's what we have with with Jorgen. So I think it's a good signing. Um, this is a guy I had never heard of, have never seen play besides highlights. Uh, so you know how well you can sort of take that. But he's, I think, six feet tall, so he's not small. Uh, he looks like he's a, a little more foreboding presence, maybe a little bit of yellow Von Dom, not as big as Michael Ciani. Ciani's a pretty big guy. He is. Um, but anyway, I think this is good. So you're gonna, that's your center back pairing, which means, Larry... Excuse me, you and I were talking about this. Dan Stares and David Romney go to the bench, which probably is a good spot for them. They can spot start 
but it'd probably be a good spot to bring him off the bench. People were complaining, saying now that the Galaxy have too much depth at center back, but you have to remember that... You can never have too many center backs. One, Jorgen can play left back if he needs to. I think this means that Ashley Cole comes back. Because I think so too. Because you have an option there now to play Jorgen at left back, and you can put somebody else, Daniel Starris or Dave Romney, in center back with Siani. If Siani gets injured, you can pair Daniel Starris with... Uh, with uh, uh, Jorgen, or um, we're just going to say Jorgen. Uh, you compare you can Jorg. Jorg. <laughs> we're just going to keep shortening it until until my weak American brain. Mr. Shielvik. Mr. Shielvik. Uh, until you can get Shielvik either paired with Stairs or you can pair him with Romney in the center. You can move Dave Romney to left back if you need to. So you see the interchangeable pieces that the Galaxy did not have. Now here's the only what thing they're missing. What are they going to do about right back? There you go. Right back's the only problem. There you go. That, uh, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a hole there in the defense. And, and by, the, by the way, uh, Hugo Ariano, who is still on this roster, is a center back as well. So you have a center back pairing. Is there's there's a little bit. You know, it sounds like all these midfielders they had last year now now they have all these center backs. Yeah, but they still have all the midfielders. So at True. least the team's getting deeper, <laughs> and they only have fourteen players and on the team. And still no goalie. And still no goalie. They don't need one. They're just going to put a center back there. That's right? right. It's a new it's a new formation. Put, bring back Mike McGee. No, that was a, that's a bad joke that's been played out. A I long. know. I'm it's, sorry. It's just done. It's it done. was funny though. He did a hell of a job that day too. It he was did. Funny. It, I was there. I was in yeah. the I was in the crowd that yeah. day. It was one of the craziest. What was your things. reaction when when you saw him? Him, him, put on Josh Saunders' uh, huge jersey, and it looks like he was wearing a tent. It was one of the weird. So I was there with my my good friend Chad, and Chad and I used to go to every soccer game, and we decided to go up to the San Jose game. So we traveled up. Uh, we were excited to go. We were with the supporters group in the sta- in the stands there. So we were there dancing and singing and doing the whole thing. Um, and so you see Donovan Ricketts gets injured and you're like, oh, that's not good, but oh, it's okay. Josh Saunders is there. It's fine. And then Josh Saunders comes in and then Steven Lenhart pulls that move that, yep. oh, that drove everybody crazy. Um, and then, and then, so as soon as you see Josh Saunders get red carded, I remember thinking, not angry about the red card, but immediately <laughs> thinking, who's going to play keeper? <laughs> and so we're all standing there and I looked at Chad and I'm like, I'm like, dude, they don't have anybody left. Who's going to play keeper? And I'm, as I'm discussing it, somebody goes, Mike McGee's going to play keeper. And I'm like, okay, this person has had too much drink. Uh, this is crazy. <laughs> but, and I look over and Mike McGee's putting the shirt on. And so then it became, you know, I, I think the more I replay it in my head, the more like legendary it becomes. It, it, his legend grows every time yeah. I think about the game. But the fact was, there were two things that I remember about that game. One is that Mike McGee played there, and every shot he saved was just... He made a couple of nice saves, He too. made a couple of nice saves, and everybody just sort of started the, the crowd. Every With every save, the confidence group, right? And it was one of these things. It's like, oh, wait, they're never going to score. And then the other thing that I remember, and it was one of the most professional things I've ever seen in my entire life, was Greg Burhalter. Greg Burhalter playing center back for the LA Galaxy at the time, was in charge of guarding Steven Lenhart for the rest of that game. <laughs> I have never seen a chop job given on somebody. <laughs> and over, who deserved it. Over, and the referee was watching it and was just like, nope, not going to say a thing. Because he knew that Lenhart probably deserved to be red carded in that case too. But he was like, I can't because it was Saunders who reached out in the head to the, the hand to the face. So he just let it go. And Burhalter, any chance he got was just swinging at Lenhart's ankles. And Lenhart just couldn't handle it. I'll tell you, you know, I've covered a lot of athletes over the years. And Greg Burhalter without question, is one athlete who detested losing as much as anybody I've ever seen. And he didn't take crap from anybody. No, nobody. 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 He, he, he was great. He was he so was. instrumental in sort of bringing along Omar Gonzalez and AJ yes, De La Garza as well. Um, and you realize, and by the way, a guy who looked like he was in position to take over the Columbus, or it's not the Columbus game, but the Portland Open opening coaching spot at one point. Uh, they got uh, the former Cosmos uh, coach, uh, Giovanni Cervisi. I think I'm saying that. I always I, thought that Greg was in position to take over for the, the Gal- Galaxy yeah, opening. I know. I know. That was, uh, it's it's weird. Um, but yeah, I, I think he would have, I would have liked to have him back, I think, with the club. But he was, he's a good guy. Yeah, I never saw him smile, but he was one hell of a player. There was an event the LA Galaxy held on the top of the Grammy Museum whenever they launched their third kits. Remember the black and gold oh, yeah. third kits? That, which, by the way, were, I think, are still one of the sharpest galaxy kits yeah. that were ever released. I uh, like the dark blues. The dark blues are nice too. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. But these the black and gold was stylish, yeah. right? And yeah. this of course it, LAFC has basically taken over that that look. So that's sort of sort of where you're getting it. But uh, they had it on top of it and Greg Burhalter was walking through there and it was open to fans and you could go and you had to pay a whole bunch, but it was totally worth it. It was great because I think I had many conversations with many players just hanging around, just talking. Greg Burhalter walks by and I shook out my, I stuck out my hand and said, Greg, oh, you know, it's so nice to meet you to blow the whole deal. And Greg Burhalter started talking to us and he goes, yeah, he goes, this is my last year. And we're like, oh, 
it is? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm retiring. I'm done. And he told, just was straight up. He was like, yeah, I'm done. He goes, I, you know, this was fun. He goes, but I'm getting old. He goes, I can't do this anymore. He goes, but I want to be a coach. And we're like, oh, well, hopefully that'll work out for you. You know, the whole deal. But he came up and was just honest and just laid it out. And he was that like that way whenever you talk to him, you know, for interviews and stuff like that too. Just an honest assessment of yes, what was he, going yes, on. Yes, he was. So, um, and he turned out to be one hell of a coach too. He did. And he still, and he, I think he's in charge of uh, player personnel over there as well at Columbus or soon to be Austin or however that's going to be. So, um, yeah, it, it's just, again, that's what I remember for that. So the Galaxy will get a goalkeeper. I'm not concerned. You would like to see them get a goalkeeper. <laughs> they're going to need to. Not only are they going to get one yeah. goalkeeper there, Larry, they're going to get two goalkeepers by the end of this. And could the only will one... Will Brian Rowe be on this team next year? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that the option decline there is is done. I think that that Thanks sort of so says, hey, no, we're done. And the fact that nobody picked him up yet... Um, and I don't know, is he in the re-entry draft? Is he part of that? No. I've I don't always liked Brian, nice guy, but he just doesn't quite have enough to make it as a as a full-time goalkeeper in, the, in this league. I Maybe the USL, but... I think he was hard done this year. Yeah, All right, you go so back too. to, and I question... I think they really sapped his confidence. Why did you... Why, why throw Diop into the starting role yeah. at the beginning? And then Brian Rowe got hurt and Diop had to start. Yeah. Um, and you go through that whole thing. But why? Why was there? There was no yeah. need. Brian Rowe was coming off a year in which he filled in for Dan Kennedy and did a good job. Yeah, it was borderline unfair what happened to him. It was it was very unfair to what yeah. happened to him. Um, I, I like Brian Rowe. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. I don't know if I just don't think he's going to be on this team. No. And maybe he will. I maybe after right. these maybe. these drafts and he's not available for the reentry draft. So I don't know where he sits in terms of uh, maybe he was part of the waiver draft and he already got. Uh, let go, but I would think that that wasn't the case either. I'd have to go back and search exactly where he was and where he will be available, that type of thing. But anyway, yeah, I would like to see Brian Rowe as the backup. Whoever. Do you think he'll get picked up by anybody? He should. I honestly believe I he should. I think so too, as a backup. He's Not a backup. Not as a starter, as a backup. He's a competent backup. He is. So I have no problems. That's, if, a, that's a good way to put it. If Siggy Schmidt said, hey, I'm going to bring in um, you know, David Alstead from, from Vancouver, um, and then I'm going to have Brian Rowe be the backup, I'm good. That's me fine. Too. That, me that, too. That's not an issue for me. And then that position's done. But by if Austin gets hurt in the first game of his Galaxy career, like Dan Kennedy, I'll be real upset. <laughs> I remember watching that game and he made that kick, and seeing his reaction. And my first thought was, "Uh oh, he just hurt a groin muscle." And that's exactly what happened. First game. It reminds me a lot. This is going to maybe date me a little bit, but I think you'll get this reference. Um, and I think some of our listeners will get this reference too. Uh, having grown up in Orange County and, and and going to a lot of Angel games, and I'm actually uh, baseball was my primary sport whenever I was growing up. Not I'm talking soccer. about Mo Vaughn, are you? I was going to say Mo Vaughn <laughs> falling down the dugout steps, <laughs> and then they put the railing up <laughs> right after <laughs> right that. After, it's like, hey, oh look, the Angels went out and spent oh. big money for Mo Vaughn, and then yep. there's a pop fly in the first game, and he goes down the dugout steps That's and right. hurts himself, uh, and probably was never the same player after no, that. By wasn't. the way, um, I remember that too. Yeah, so that reminds me of Dan Kennedy coming in. Oh, look, the Galaxy went out and paid some money for a goalkeeper. Oh, and Dan Kennedy. He makes a goal kick, and all of a sudden you see him on the ground struggling to get to his feet, and I'm thinking, oh, no. Yeah, it was, uh, that's, <laughs> again, it's just just some bad luck. But anyway, that's that's sort of where we stand with the LA Galaxy right now. Um, There's not a ton of stuff going on in terms of it. There's rancher drafts, so it looks busy. It's going to be picking up, though. I think considerably. so. I think so. By the way, uh, David Osted, 32 years of age. Not bad for a goalkeeper. Nope. Still has a couple years left, six, without question. 6'4". Good size. 195 pounds. 28 games with the Whitecaps in 2017. 2,453 minutes played. Six shutouts. 90 saves. 39 goals against. Uh, let's see. Four. How about the goals against average? Uh, it doesn't say, because, of course, MLS wouldn't actually give me that stat. I'd have to go calculate it, which I do yeah. have a website that calculates, but I'd have to go find it again. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I mean, so so Ousted is is not a not a horrible guy to pick. I mean, no. he's been in the league for a while now, 2013 with the Vancouver Whitecaps. I wouldn't think twice about taking him. And not just because the Galaxy don't have a goalkeeper, but I wouldn't think twice about taking him. There We've was, seen him play. He's been very good. There is one other goalkeeper that I would be very happy with and he's not available in any re-entry drafts he's under contract so you would have to make a deal but I believe you could make a deal with Colorado and you could get Zach McMath ooh yes I was going to say does Jossie Zardis want to go I would make that deal right now straight up that's Uh, a very good trade proposal Zach McMath was the best Siggy on the phone Siggy Josh here yeah I'm sure he takes my calls I'm sure that would happen (laughs) 
Um, I'm, I'm, he, he has. I don't know that he knows my name yet, so I, maybe he'll call me. Maybe Bruce has talked to him, and he'll call me John Guzman as well. Yep. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, that was Zach McMath. Zach McMath was one of the best goalkeepers in the league before Tim Howard came in. Yes, he was. In fact, he was the best in terms of save percentage and shutouts. And then Tim Howard comes in and pushes him to the side. So Zach McMath isn't playing. Now, if I'm Colorado, I don't want to give him up because Tim Howard's older and could get injured, and then Zach McMath is going to have to play. But if the Galaxy is offering Jossie Zardes, I'm listening. I'm if you're listening. Colorado, right? I mean, that makes yeah. some sense. Now, yeah. can Colorado afford Jossie Zardes? Because Colorado doesn't exactly love to spend a whole ton of money. I think Giassi's artist is going to come back to hurt the LA Galaxy in terms of, but I don't think if he was would. The, if it was a Zardis of a couple of years ago, yes. But not Zardis of last year, maybe the year before. Maybe three, four years ago, yes, he would come back to haunt them. But we don't know. We don't know. I, see, I think there's going to be a resurgence in Giassi's artist. I th- but I don't you think that right. resurgence can happen in LA. That's the problem. No. It's it's not one of those things where it's, oh, the galaxy should have kept Zardis, because I know all of you are going to go back and be revision his, revisionist history people whenever Zardis goes up and puts up 10 or 12 goals you know, this next year, um, if he goes to another team, which, by the way, he's not right now. He's, he hasn't gone anywhere, but there are rumors that he that possibly going to Columbus was the last I heard. There are, team, there are rumors that a lot of teams are calling and expressing their interest in him. Yes, and there's also rumors that the LA Galaxy are interested in, in striker Ola Kamara. From the Columbus crew, who I think scored 13 goals this year and was a very good player, that would be an that would be somebody. The Galaxy need that striker position. Yes, they do. They, now are they going to go out and find somebody for targeted? They can spend up to 1.5 million dollars on a striker and not be a designated player. So that's your limit. So who can you find for the Robin Van Persie has been talked about. He's 34 years of old. 34 years of age. Uh, he's playing in Turkey. I wonder a, how genuine his interest is, though, in joining MLS and coming to, into uh, Major League Soccer. That's all. Um, that's always would, the question. You know, he he was great at Arsenal. I'm not sure how well he's doing in Turkey. Not playing that much. But uh, he's been injured. He would. Is it? Would he be worth the gamble? I think he might. Here's my I argument. Think he might. Here's my argument. Just blanket argument about these guys. The Galaxy, because they have so many holes to fill, are going to have to take a gamble on somebody who can play for $1.5 million. Now, I don't know if he would play for that amount, but can play for $1.5 million and produce because they need something, right? And yes, you're and, and because you have to because you're taking a chance on somebody like Robin Van Persie because he's been injured, maybe he plays for $1.5 million. Maybe that's your gamble is that you can get some use out of him you can be he can be your striker he could be your everyday striker he's going to stay healthy that's the gamble you're paying but you're making a gamble on michael siani you're making a gamble on other players that are going to stay healthy remember sebastian Lejet is back in this team what did they miss him i know and so he's back in this team again the midfield is crowded which is why shopping jossie's artist makes a lot of sense now remember the gamble the galaxy took when they brought in a certain irishman named robbie Keane. He was a guy who was thought to have been on the downside of his career in the United Kingdom. And he came over here. He was 31 years old at the time. He came over here, and he set this league on fire. And if they can get that same kind of results from somebody, is it worth taking that kind of gamble again? In that case, yes, it would be. Yeah, But, but that's asking a lot. But a it's, lot. A, it's a gamble. You gamble with Gerard and you lose. All yes. right, And everybody's going to point that one out. We you, all knew that, that Gerard's health wasn't what it should have been. His hamstrings were, you know, not good, <laughs> to put it mildly. I have a story. When he was good, when he was healthy, he was very good. I but that was maybe like one or two games. I, I have a story that's totally unconfirmed, but I was told this story. It's a, it's a fun story, so you should listen to it. Um, but it's totally unconfirmed. Now, I haven't talked to Steven Gerard to confirm it, so uh, just put it there. It's a rumor. Let's put it in the rumor thing. But that during training with the LA Galaxy, Steven Gerard says, why are we doing this drill? God, if I do this drill, I'm totally going to pull a hamstring, right? And everybody's like, yeah, come on, dude, just do the drill. And he goes out and he pulled a hamstring. So <laughs> that, that, was, that was that was the thing that was sort of like, Welcome okay. Welcome to LA, Steve. Yeah, yeah. It was, We're it, Steven. Steven. Sorry. Steven. Steven Gerard. Steven. Um, anyway, so that's that's where that's where the Galaxy sit. In, in terms of all these, you're going to have to take a gamble because you have two in your roster spots open. And if it pays off, the Galaxy could be a playoff team. And there's another name out there which has been bandied about, Wesley Schneider. But again, another midfielder. Do they need another midfielder? That's why it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, unless they get rid of some of the midfielders on a team, which they're not going to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. It does. It, you know, at first I like the idea a veteran, uh, World Cup vet, uh, but again, that's not the position they need. 
No, they need a striker, they they and that's striker. the big that's the big money spend still that has yes. to come. That's the one that you still may, they probably need two strikers, Larry. They need two. Um, so you need one guy who's going to go up there and be your starter. You need a starter striker, and you need a backup because there are not any strike. You stop telling me Giovanni dos Santos is a striker. He's, he's not, not a striker. Uh, stop telling me he's a number ten because he's not. Uh, stop telling me. I don't know what position he plays. He plays in this. this he plays his own position. He plays in this magic land, Larry. That's underneath the striker, but that that usually leaves the striker held out to dry. And he likes to play underneath, which is where Robbie Keane used to have a lot of success. But Landon Donovan would then play up top and stretch the field. And so there's all these interchangeable things. But Siggy Schmidt is going to have to start sort of spelling out what this team is looking like. If you look at LAFC, you could sort of say, "Hey, Bob Bradley likes young, fast guys." And that makes some sense. You're like, okay, you, you kind of understand how they're going to play. I would expect them to be a very good counterattack team already, just off of, uh, of some of the players they have. Um, you know, and he's setting it up to be, it looks like solid defensively with, with Zimmerman. So the Galaxy now, if you look at the starting lineup, well, I don't have a right back, so that's not going to help. And I don't have a goalkeeper, so I can't go there. But you have Siani and Shielvek. I did it. That was pretty good. Jurgen. Yep, Jurgen. By the way, I have to learn how to spell that all the time too, which is J O R G E N and S K J E L V I K. Oh, see, Larry. Larry and his sports writing background here, That's right. of course, have, uh, have, have one are thing. One it. thing you have to get names right. <laughs> you yeah. have to get names, names and numbers. You have to get them right I, in this business. I, I have to. I learned how to spell Laurentowitz. All right, whenever whenever he was here. How about so. Shish, how about Mike Shishevsky? Shishev, no, because I've never had to cover okay. him, so I don't have to do that one. Um, but anyway, no, so, so, uh, you have Shelvick and Siani in the center. You have Ashley Cole and I'm going to say Ashley Cole's coming back in the I left back. I think he will too. And then you know that your depth there is Daniel Stairs and Dave Romney and I'm okay which with that. Which is good depth. It which is, is good depth. depth. You cannot, you're not going to be able to depend on Cole to be the starter every time because he's yeah. a year older, but if he does it, that's great. If not, you're going to have a backup. You can move uh, Shelvick there and move somebody in the center or Romney out or there. Romney out there. Right. Okay. So there's, there you go. So now but on the right side. There's nobody. There's a hole. Pretty big hole over there. So Siggy's trying to set up. And if you've got a, let's just throw Sean Franklin in at right back. So you have Franklin, you have Shelvec, you have Siani, and you have Ashley Cole. And you have all these things. Actually, it's probably Siani and then Shelvec because he's going to play on the left side. Siani's going to play on the right side. So you do that. That's a solid back line. There's going to be a goalkeeper there. Okay, so now I'm not so bad. We're we're, hanging in there. You go into midfield. The midfield right now on the left-hand side is going to be Sebastian Legette. All right. I know people are going to argue with me about that, but at the left side, it's going to be legit. Yes, it is. He should play a lot in the middle this year, but his starting position is going to be on the left-hand side. I think he's best on the left-hand side. He likes to cut in. You ha- you can switch with Roman Alessandrini. They can switch back and forth on the right side. So you got Roman on there. You have Jonathan Dos Santos and Joao Pedro in the center. That's where I'm sitting right now in that term. So you have Baggio Husidic to back up the middle. Uh, you have Legit who can play in the middle. You have Boateng coming off the bench. I like that. I do too. Okay. I think Boateng is best in a reserve role. So here's the problem. You have Giovanni Dos Santos who's going to play that second striker role because I don't know where else to put him. So he's going to play underneath whoever the striker is and I you need a striker. I don't think he has the physical makeup to be a striker. I really don't. Where You can't play really in the don't. midfield He's though. not physical enough. But, but you can't play in the midfield because there's too many midfielders. That's true. Right? You, can you, you want to play him next to his brother but then those two, that seems like a waste, right? Yeah. Um, so he's going to. He has to play. He has to start. He has to be out there. He has to be out there. If you're going to pay him $5.5 million, he starts. Okay. Uh, however long that goes on until I say that you should bench Giovanni Dos Santos, we'll see how long that goes. But that's where you sit right now. And there were times last year where he should have been benched. There's no question about that. And then you go up, and who is your striker? So you have a question mark at striker. You don't know who it is. You have a backup in Bradford Jameson. Uh, Jameson can play on the outside wing as well on the good left side player, or the right side. Player. So that's a good backup. I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. Um, Ari Laster can be a backup in, in that as well. So I, I'm fine with that. So you have some speed coming off the bench with Boateng and Bradford Jameson. You can change up. I like how that feels already. When they're not, when you're not forcing Boateng to start, which by the way, I think he did great, Larry. He did. It makes me but feel he's better be- coming off he's the bench. Better coming, if change of pace. Yeah. So you have these things. So now I just did I make everybody feel a little bit better saying that you <laughs> there are people and that you do have options. And by the way, we already ha- the galaxy already have depth built into that. But the only downside to all this, though. Remember, this team went 8-18-8 eight, eight last year. <laughs> and only won three games at StubHub. Only won three games at home. Well, you're sorry getting... sorry to uh, to put a downer on your parade, but... You're, you're absolutely right. No, It was 18-8-18-8. Eight, eight, basically, most of these guys. And we know that that opening game is either going to be at LAFC at the brand new stadium or wow. at StubHub Center against LAFC. Wow. All right? That, I mean, wow. that has That'll to be. That'll be something else. That has to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody's told me that. I'm just saying that has to be yeah. it. But you're right, though. Who is going to be the striker? Striker. Goalkeeper, right back. Yeah. Those are your starting positions. You do that, and we can start playing the depth game. We can start putting stuff together. So you only need three players to really start this season in terms of, okay, there's the starting lineup. Now, where where are you going to build depth? Where are you going to find these things? And those are going to be the 
guys who are very, very important. Baggio Husidic is going to be very important. All right, and all you people telling me that Baggio Husidic doesn't, just stop. Baggio Husidic is a wonderful player in terms of what he gives you, which is nothing great, but nothing horrible. Correct. He won't hurt you. He won't make mistakes. And when he when he played with Joao Pedro in the middle last year for like, what, four or five games, he was excellent. And then, unfortunately, he broke his leg and most of the rest of the season was gone for him. But that duo was excellent. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they were, they were. As you said, Baggio, he won't do anything great, and he won't hurt you. Bulletproof Baggio. That's, yep. that's why his nickname it's is Bulletproof. very good nickname, very good nickname. Well, I like it. Well, you know why that came about? Because he was given that Bulletproof coffee promotion, and then they realized he was vegan and, and didn't oh. and couldn't <laughs> have the coffee. And so, But the nickname stuck, so Bulletproof yeah. Baggio is, uh, is all there. So yeah. um, anyway, that's, that's where we're at. I think this podcast has talked enough about all the things that we should have covered, Larry. Is there anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? Just how many how many drafts are there again? I mean, uh, there, gosh. there are three drafts remaining. Three. You have. Re- you sure it's only three? Yes. Reentry one, reentry two, and then and the MLS Super Draft. The LA Galaxy I, have the yeah, first yeah. pick in both reentry drafts. They have the second overall pick in the MLS Super Draft. That's pretty nice. So they will get a good player, a decent player who may affect the roster. And there there's depth in there's depth building in that in that Super Draft pick. So um, okay. And you pick the best player. I don't care who it is. Because yes. at that point, you're just sort of looking at... Sometimes, yeah. regardless of position, just take the best player. It's like a, several years ago when the Galaxy took Nathan Sturgis, a uh, defender who really didn't pan out that that well, but he was clearly the best player available, even though he was at a position, defender which the Galaxy did not need. But I remember talking to uh, Steve Sampson, and yes, it was clearly the the best player. That's that's why they took him. That's why I took him. Well, the, the Super Draft has less impact on on rosters now Correct. than it ever has, I think, really. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not hanging... You shouldn't hang your hat on the Galaxy's first-round pick, you know, no. second-overall pick. It's not a no. big It's not a big deal. Um, I'm the same guy who once said that Charlie Rugg could be a Rookie of the Year candidate, if you remember Charlie Rugg. So I, clearly I know how to... Del- Charlie Rugg was swept under the rug. I was... <laughs> Oh, poor. That's sorry. Just, that's sorry, Charlie. That's, oh, oh what am I, no, come no. On, and okay. he continues. We need to get sorry, out of here. Sorry. All right. Uh, all right. That's what we got. Uh, we will, of course, we'll be back on Monday. We will get to talk about uh, all the draft things that happened over the weekend. Any other signings? I will tell you, of course, if I hear of any other signings. I have not heard of any other signings right now. All right. So don't don't come at me with any of that stuff. But that's where we're at. Monday, Mr. Kevin Baxter will be back from his Christmas market vacation in Germany. Um, so we'll nice. ask him about that. And then we'll, of course, get an update on the galaxy and anything that he has heard while he's been gone. Um, I want to thank him. And yeah. ask him if he comes back with a pair of Lederhosen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he needs to show up in, in, in the right. later Hosen. Um, I would like to thank him for being gone and giving me a, a chance to fill in at the LA Times uh, for him just ever so slightly. And uh, God, it's it's so much work you you guys have. <laughs> and Larry's laughing at Larry's a, a, a journeyman, and Larry has been helping me um, edit some of my pieces as well. Um, so Larry has been a, a, an amazing help for this as well. Because I'll tell you right Unpaid now, paid amazing help. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. By the way, <laughs> um, so no, far. no, it's been my pleasures. No, Josh, it, it's and, been my pleasure. And and so between that, we <laughs> so far we've been able to keep you updated that's right in, in the la times and, and do a job with that um so that's been an amazing experience uh it is way over my pay grade and it, it drives my head just absolutely crazy but and you've only got a glimpse as to what it's like being a beat writer only a glimpse small glimpse yes. small glimpse. i had 39 years doing this i know and i know exactly what's entailed no it's crazy but anyway so that's if you've seen my my byline on the galaxy story there you uh you you know that that uh, obviously has come with a lot of uh, turmoil at least mental turmoil in my case but at the same time uh, i am dedicated here at corner of the galaxy and what we do is to you know give you the highest level we can and so larry uh larry i said has joined us as, as a writer here and so we're trying to get him out to training and talk to some people that looks like it's going to happen here in the next week or two or or very soon so that way we can talk to guys like Siggy Schmidt and then Larry has already agreed to be there first day of training for the LA I Galaxy. I will be there. So so we'll get be able to do that as well and Larry of course will fill in on the podcast whenever needed because he likes to drive down and get five guys down here in Orange That's County. That's right. Uh, just a quick reminder we are having an open house and hopefully Larry can be here for that on uh, February 17th February 17th. That is the day uh. the LA Galaxy will be hosting a game and playing a game against the San Jose Earthquakes at the Great Park in Irvine. Will food and beverages be served? I, I imagine I'll have something. Okay. It's going to be about okay. 9 a.m. to 12 because that okay. game kicks off at 2 and so I still want to go over and cover the game. But right here in the studio, open house, uh, you can come down, you can sit in our chairs, They can, I'll have the microphones turned on, we'll have the cameras turned on. Make sure you have everything secured. <laughs> yeah, I got to lock it all down, that's right. That's right. I'm going to I'm gonna have to metal detector whenever. Right. Everybody you know. just look through the glass door there and there 
here it is. That's that's the studio. That's but, as close as you're going to get, buddy. That that it may be a, it may be fun uh, to do. Anyway, so we'll do that. And I also have the mini foot golf available in studios. While we're going to play some foot golf, and I should have the scarves available. Somebody asked me for nice. a sneak peek of the scarves, and so I will give you a sneak peek right now on the podcast. So here we go. There you go. There's your sneak peek of the scarf. Hey, it's impressive. I'm telling you, it's impressive. <laughs> uh, those hopefully will get ordered here very, very soon. All right, very nice. soon. And then those will be here for that open house and probably before that. I'm telling you right now, the price is going to be $25, all right? Okay. So $25 for a corner of the Galaxy scarf. I have 75 scarves that will be available for sale, and I will need to sell every single one of those. How so many of them will you sign? Zero, because that would ruin the scarf. Why that's would you? True. Why would that's, you want me to do that? that that's that yeah. a horrible yeah, idea. Yeah, that would reduce the value, the resale value. We'll that's see. True. We'll see if we can get other COG hosts here as well for the uh, for the open house. Um, so we plan on being here, and uh, you know, maybe we'll try to do a preseason event as well somewhere. Um, I know that one of the writers who writes all the time is opening up a bar very soon. Uh, excuse me, a brewery. Yeah, yeah. And so whenever whenever that happens, uh, she said that I should do a podcast live from there, and I think that's a great idea. A great idea uh, because there's. Beer. As long as you don't imbibe. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want you. Slur- I mean, we don't want you slurring any more of your words. No, I'm sorry. That sounds like a horrible idea. Then. I, know. I don't like that idea even a little bit. Um, that's true, but but that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll probably try to do that during the season as well. It's going to be another busy season for us with Larry on board um, and with me uh, almost uh, almost being able to write coherently on on occasion. Uh, we should be able and to provide I, you. And I emphasize. On occasion. <laughs> on occasion. Larry's like, you know, you almost had it here. Uh, and then he changes everything. So that's that's, that's how it works. All right. That's what we got for this podcast. We're glad everybody could join us. Larry, thank you for stopping in. Josh, I enjoyed it as always. Thank you. All right. Uh, we will, of course, again, be back on Monday with Kevin Baxter and then another Thursday show before we go on our Christmas break. I will be off in Colorado this weekend. So if you're in Colorado, say hi to me. I'd love to say hi to you. Uh, if you catch me at the airport or anything else, you can ask me questions. I'll, I'd love to talk to you. All right. That does it for this Corner of the Galaxy show. Uh, for Mr. Larry Morgan, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.